Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. On this episode, we're going to talk about the Astros and the Angels series. The Angels took the series 3-1, to one, although they lost today. Overall, a fine series. And joining me as always to talk about it is Tom. What's up, buddy? Good evening, Rob. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. The series had highs and lows. Otani did things. The Strohs did things. Overall, a good series win for the Astros. We're here to break it all down for you next. I have an interesting stat that you may or may not know, and it's in the game four notes. So we'll get to that later. When I was doing the notes, I was like, hey, I didn't realize that this happened, but I'll share it with you. Maybe you did. All right. So on the last episode, we're like, whoa, to be determined, to be determined, to be determined. <laughs> and I think we're both like, hey, it's it's got to be like Ronel Blanco. They're bringing him up. I didn't know it was going to be the first game, but I, I figured that they didn't have the the pitcher set up because they, they were planning on bringing him up, but they did end up using him on Thursday, and he pitched very well. Top of the second, Ward in an RBI single, and we are down 1-0 to zero to start the series. Jose Abreu tied it up with a sack fly, bringing in Kyle Tucker in the top of the fifth, Drury. Had a home run that made it two to one Angels. In the bottom of the fifth, your boy Yiner Diaz, RBI single, brought in jokes. We're tied up. Alex Bregman, a two run single, brought in Diaz and Altuve. Astros up four to two. Bottom of the eighth, Jose Abreu, an RBI double, brought in Kyle Tucker again. That made it five to two. And that was the final score. Overall, what did you think about Blanco? I think he did great. He really did. I mean, he's 29, so he's a little older, a little longer in the tooth for a rookie. But overall, I thought his stuff really played. It was really good. And other than potentially, you know, Dusty maybe leaving him in a guy or two long that kind of created some traffic where I thought maybe his pitch count was a little high. You spoke to it too on the relevant app. I believe we were on the relevant app that day. I, I think we were no. in the chat. No, no, not in the chat. Okay. Um, but we if you're not, we had Saturday and Sunday. We did, we did, but I, I'm in the chat, you're in the chat. Bottom line, the relevant app's where it's at, so I think <laughs> everybody should get there. It's a lot of fun. You're definitely going to learn a lot. There's a lot of good conversation going on there about the game. but Positive, with, too. There's no Very, very, very. There's no, like, negative jerks <clears throat> in there or anything. Like, it's nice guys making, like, and gals. not, and girls, making not insane comments, and and they're polite with each other if, if you don't agree. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that you're going to learn a lot. There's a lot of information, great information going on in there. One of the mainstays, Corey, he's always coming with a, a lot of stats, a lot of good information to learn about your ball club. So definitely get, get a chance to get in there. But back to Rennell, I thought his, his fastball was really good. I thought he had really good command, which I think when he's not been good, that's been a, an issue. So for him to go in there and face Otani, which I think I think he got out of trouble. He had a bases loaded jam where he had Otani and he beat him. So great, great encouraging things for him because I believe the six man isn't going away. So he's gonna pitch as much as he can pitch, I think, unless he starts to struggle and then they'll look for options elsewhere. Yeah, he went five and a third, seven hits, two runs, three walks, and five strikeouts, gave up one home run. He is one and oh. In Major League Baseball with a 4.15 ERA. 
Neris, Abreu, Montero, and Presley. Three and two-thirds innings, no hits. I mean, no runs, four hits and four strikeouts. Presley picks up save number 11. Tucker went three for four, scored twice. Alex Bregman, one for three with two RBIs. Jose Abreu, one for three with two RBIs. Yiner Diaz had an RBI. The Astros, five hits, five runs on nine hits, three for nine with runners in scoring position, and they left six on base. There's that magic number five, and there is the win. Let's go to Friday. Our ace, Framer Valdez. Bottom of the first, our stud, Jordan Alvarez, leads it off with a two-run homer, his 15th of the year. JP3 comes in to score. We're up two to zero. Bottom of the fifth, Alex Bregman, RBI single, brought in Jeremy Pena again, three and oh. What can you say about Jordan and that power? And also our leadoff hitter, I mean, uh, he's hitting second, JP3, doing really good in the two-hole. He's already scored two runs, getting on base, getting it done. It is really impressive and really interesting to see how different spots in the lineup really matter to certain players. We saw it all last year, and we continue to see it this year. Jeremy Pena in the two-hole and Alex Bregman in the four-hole totally make a ton of difference for their offensive production and the team's production to go with that. It's, it's, it's really interesting. It's really weird because you would think these guys could hit no matter where you put them. You know, they had Jeremy leading off for a little bit. He wasn't as successful. Moved him down in the lineup a little bit. Brought Dubon up. Had Bregman in the three-hole some. And then, for whatever reason, he goes to the to the four spot and just performs at a higher clip. So, maybe it's the pitches he's getting to see. Maybe both of them are just getting to see better pitches. I don't know. But right now, in this current stretch that the Astros are on, where they've been really successful, these guys, two and four, and then you play with the rest of the lineup however you play with it. Bottom of the six, Corey Jolks had a two-run homer, brought in uh, Chaz. We are up five to nothing. Um, did I already say that? Yes. And bottom of the seventh, Tucker, RBI. I try to put <clears throat> my pencil where I'm talking so I don't say the same thing over. Bottom of the seventh, Tucker, RBI single, brought in Jordan, six to zero. We go into the eighth inning. Phil Maton comes in, gives up an RBI single, another RBI single, six to two, and that was your final score. Framber, seven innings, five hits, no runs, only one walk, seven strikeouts, picks up the winning six and four, 216. What can you say about our ace, buddy? He's proving to be every bit the guy that we thought he would be when the season started. There was an interesting poll that was put out on the relevant app, which uh, we'll get to after we talk about CJ, but basically it compared these two guys and how impressed you were or who you were more impressed with CJ or Framber. So I'll get back to that as soon as we get through CJ, but <laughs> Framber is definitely the ace of the, 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 the club right now, really unquestioned. And this was just a perfect example of that. He was really dominant in a spot where we really needed him to be. Mayton's been dominant, but he gave up three hits and two runs. Only one were earned. And he had a walk, a Brayu, a hit, a walk, a strikeout, but he did not allow any runs. Tucker, two for four. That's five hits for Tucker in the first two games. Jordan, two for four, drove in two more. Jolks drove in two. Bregman, one for three with an RBI. The Astros, six runs on 11 hits, four for nine with runners in scoring position, which is very good. And they left seven 
on base. You talked about it, Christian Javier, next up on Saturday. And we had Saturday and Sunday's game on the relevant app. Bottom of the first, Jose Abreu getting it done, RBI single. Just uh, JP3 comes. I've been writing JP3, so I hope I'm just going to keep <laughs> saying it or I'm going to say his name wrong. One to zero, top of the third, Otani with an RBI triple. What a game he had. He was a home run uh, shy of the uh, cycle. Bottom of the third, Chaz had an RBI double. We're up two to one. This game had a lot of scoring, so I might have to take a break and let you talk a little bit. Bottom of the fourth, Jordan had an RBI single, brought in Maldonado. Mm. We're up three to one. Alex Bregman, Grand Slam. We are up seven to one. Alex Bregman's homer would have been out in one ballpark only. But luckily for the Astros faithful, it was out of that one ballpark, the very first row of the Crawford boxes. I mean, it's it's your stadium. Use it to your advantage. The Astros definitely did that. Big knock by Bregman, who's seeing the ball well, hitting the ball a ton. We spoke at length about the four-hole thing. He's been a monster the past two weeks, and this just further added to that. Uh, I think he's due for some hardware at the end of the show. We'll talk about that. He but, might be. But a big knock by Bregman to kind of definitely give the Astros breathing room, which we'd find out later they would actually need. It got a little exciting. Anyway, he hit that grand slam. Dubon, Jordan. And JP3 scoring a lot of runs, and so is Kyle Tucker, seven to one. Uh, top of the seventh, Renfro solo homer, Otani RBI double, and a wild pitch by Naris, who is usually the guy that can come in and get it done. Seven to four. Then Trout had an RBI single, seven to five. Then we go into this bottom of the seventh, Chav. Chaz had a home. You're confusing me with your name. Chaz had a home run, eight to five. Dubon sack fly, nine to five, and then Presley had a wild pitch in the ninth. I think if we go back to that game, because my notes are actually split up on this game, that Stanek started that inning. That Naris gave up some run. Naris didn't even get credited for any runs, but Javier six innings, six hits, one run, zero walks. I don't think either one of our Studs got a walk, five Ks. He's seven and one, two point eighty four ERA. Stanek didn't do well. Third of an inning, three hits, four runs, and a walk. And then Naris got a gave up a hit and two walks. So he kind of struggled, but he was put in an awkward position. Montero came in, a guy that people don't really trust, and gave up no runs. I think he had two or three good outings this time. Presley gave up two hits and a run. Uh, so the pitching staff gave a lot of runs up at the end, uh, but Javier did his job. Bullpen failed us. Yeah, if you were with us on the relevant app, you saw it. We were coasting. The The Astros were coasting. Everybody was having a good time, kicked back, hanging out, just chatting it up. And then the seventh inning happened, and things got interesting, Like like Rob said. We're, we're watching this team who, you know, we didn't really feel – had anything to worry about it was just oh, like no. all right what's the final score gonna be the game was never <laughs> in question well as it went on that inning just got worse and worse and worse and panic stanic comes in and he had us panicking and then maris comes in and you're like oh hector's got us well then hector had you know command issues and then you're just like okay 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 now luckily 
It got seven to five, but that was as close as it got. The Astros turned around, scored two more runs, definitely made Presley's job a little bit easier, even though out of the gates, I think the first get batter he faced gets a single, and you're like, oh boy, here we go. And you just never felt good until the last out was made. But great game in the end. The offense did what they needed to do, scoring nine big runs. I mean, we've been we've been begging for this offense to start clicking like this for weeks. And now over the past, I don't know, seven games, eight games, they're starting to average a, a higher percentage of runs. I think it's up to you know, four or five runs a game. Yeah. And we've talked about it, that that's kind of the magic number for these guys. If they can get to four or five, really good chance that the pitching staff is going to be able to hold the other team down. They're, they're one of the top five in ERA as a team. So, and I think it's three something. So that, that backs up our four to five number more often than not. Oh yeah. Uh, CJ, what else can you say? The guy was a stud. He's, he is a stud. His record shows it. He's been the benefit of some run support, which obviously he got more uh, that day on or yesterday. And uh, like I said, there was a poll in the relevant app that said, who are you more impressed with, CJ or Framber? And it got it got some conversation. And it, I even I even had an opportunity to sway Rob, which is hard to do. Once he's set, he's really set in his ways. But uh, yeah, I, I made comment that I think Framber is more impressive. And CJ's got the better numbers, right? ERA. Well, I think Framber's got a better ERA now, oh, yeah. but CJ had the better ERA. He's obviously got the better record. But for me, I said that Framber was the better pitcher that I'm more impressed with because CJ wasn't expected to be this guy. If he did, great. You know, Framber was expected to be the unquestioned ace of the staff and had to shoulder that load every fifth day. We we're, we're asking him to make sure that the team wins. And I think I think we talked about it on the relevant up. There's a stat where 18 of 20 games that CJ started, the Astros have won. So oh. he's been every bit as good. But I don't think the pressure is on him in the same manner that the pressure is on Framber. Keep in mind too, which I didn't say then, and I just thought about now. Framber's trying to get this next contract. CJ's been signed, so he's not worried about where his money's coming from. So Framber's also playing to get paid. So I think even more added pressure, which makes me that much more impressed with what he's been doing so far. So the thing that Tom said to sway me is I was I was saying like Framber is doing what I'm expecting Framber to do, and CJ is propelled himself to like ace ace part two. He's like the second ace, you know, and. Uh, but the thing about Framber, which swayed me, is like he is the ace. He is the man. JV's not there anymore. I know him and JV were both all stars. They were both. I, I JV won the Cy Young, and I think Framber finished third. Like he is the man. He's not there with Justin Verlander. All the pressure was on Justin Verlander last year, not him. So that's what swayed me. He's doing this as the ace. The ace comes with added pressure. So. All right, Dubon, two for four with an RBI, JP three, two for four with three runs. Jordan, one for four with an RBI. Bregman, what a crazy day for Bregman. One for one with a grand slam. Or that was a day of the tour. No, that's the same game. You're good. One for one with a grand slam. Four walks. Four walks. <clears throat> what a stat. A Brady, one for what? 
they interviewed Dusty, and Dusty said he had a Barry Bonds type day. Yeah, all he did. The walks. Yeah. Uh, Brady went one for five with an RBI. Chaz two for five with two RBIs. So what it is is when I write their name, I put dots for how many RBIs they had, and I only put one. But I was like, is this the Grand Slam game? Because he should have four. <laughs> so let's give him four. Um, Chaz two for five. Yeah, he drove in two. Jake one for three, and Maldi two for three. And he scored a run. What did Maldi do? Astros nine runs on twelve hits. I think the Angels also had twelve hits. They were six for eleven with runners in scoring position, which means they got a lot of guys on base, and they left nine of them on. But overall, great game. We're up three to zero in the series. We've already wrapped it up, and we got JP France. And the thing we didn't point out about Framber's game, his Framber's outing, is he faced Otani, so he has a little added pressure. Javier didn't have to face Otani. Sunday, J.P. France pitched amazing. Bottom of the fifth, Yiner Diaz, solo home run. Number three, we're up one to zero. Top of the sixth, Rangifo had a home run, and we are tied. And there's no more runs till the top of the eighth when Otani had an RBI double. That made it two to one, and that was the final. J.P. France pitched out of his mind, and the Astros offense took the day off. Yeah, well, I won't say they took the day off. Yiner, Yiner had a great day. Bregs had a great day. The there there's there's pieces in the middle of that that didn't have the day that they needed to have for this team to really, really get that win. And I feel bad for JP France. He pitched great. This is another young guy that you know he's he's been a little rocky up and down. He's had a couple of decent starts and a couple of bad starts. This one was elite level stuff one of those you know like okay take notice this is an ace type start so he pitched really well he dealt with otani dealt with trout so credit to him i think that uh i i I mean at some point we're gonna have to start asking the question is jp france for real you know (laughs) we kind of feel like hunter is yeah Uh, we don't know where belak is we don't know where ronell is but we've seen enough of JP France. And then you made a comment in the relevant app that I thought was really awesome is that they they put the stats up of Luis Garcia and JP France. And we all felt really highly about Luis Garcia going into the season. Their numbers were identical. So identical. Not even to, like saying, oh, look, it's it's 18.1 and 18.7. They are identical. So if we felt that great about Luis Garcia. And now JP France is basically replicating what he was able to do. You got to feel great about JP France. Yeah, you have to. Seven innings, three hits, only one run. This is against Otani and Mike Trout, two of the best players in baseball. He only had one walk, three Ks. He gave up a home run. His ERA is 3.44. Mayton, two hits and a run. He takes the loss. His ERA has ballooned to 1.26. Abreu had a hit and a strikeout. The Astros, I'm going to say this one first, they had one run on five hits, 0 for 5 with runners in scoring position. So the the runners were out there to get this game tied, or they could have at least won. They left six guys on base. Alex Bregman, remember, five hits. Alex Bregman, two for four. Diaz, two for four. Drove in the only run. And Duvon went one for four. So only three guys got hits today, not Good. So the thing that I wrote that I said I was going to share with you 
I was wrong. I thought that the the uh, Angels got the lead right at the beginning of the game, in the first game, and they never led again until they went up two to one. But they were actually went they got the lead twice in game one, so they only had the lead on the Astros three times in these four games, and two of them were in the first game. So they never led games two and three. So overall, really great. I'm I'm a uh, I'm happy with the series. It, it, for me, it always sucks when it's the last game of the series because it gives you the bad taste in your mouth. But right when we got done, I'm like, look, I'm disappointed that we lost, but you got to be happy with a three-to-one series win. Absolutely. I was looking at something, and, and I, I wanted to make mention of it because I think it's very important. So a lot of people get upset when teams don't sweep, right? We talk about it all the time. This is a team we should sweep. Team we should sweep. So I found this page uh, in, in some research, and now I found their Twitter page. So I'm going to be following that from here on forward. It's at MLB Sweeps. And Ooh. the last tweet was May 17th. So this is a couple weeks old, but I think it's still pretty close to, if not perfect. Through the end, through the series ending in May 15th. So maybe they do it every couple weeks. There have been 45 MLB sweeps. That's in all of baseball for, for a series. The Rays have the most sweeps at six. Keep in mind, they started like 15 and 0. Yeah. So, or, or, or something like that. Yeah, they so probably got they three won. sweeps to start the season. Exactly. So they've only had three since. The A's have been swept the most times. How many times do you think the A's have been swept? Five. That is a hell of an answer because that is correct. Yes. <laughs> we swept them twice. The Orioles have won the most series. They've won 10 out of 13 series. So wow. when you think about how hard it is, it's not like, oh, man, they, they should do it. Uh, it. Yeah, in a perfect world, they would. But it's incredibly hard when you think about there has only been 45 total and – Six of them belong to the Rays, who started, you know, white. Yeah. So amongst all the other 29 teams, there's only 30, what, 39 sweeps. All right. That would have been good for the second half of the show. But anyway, we're going to take a break. <laughs> sorry, sorry. And then we're going to give you our players of the series. We're going to do Survivor. We're going to take a look at the standings, the pitching matchups in the next series, and then Tom's final thoughts. We will be right back with more Astros baseball. All right, it's time to hand out some hardware. That's what we like to say here on the show. Players of the series, as always, we start with pitcher. But I'd like to predict how many we're going to match. One. We're going to match one. <laughs> Just one, huh? One. Wow. I'm going to say two. Okay. Who's your pitcher? Fran Valdez. Over one. I got JP France. Oh, then yeah, we're we're definitely. It was an amazing it. outing. And he was getting no run support. He just kept going. Yep. Great outing yep. by JP France. And I'll I'll kind of explain it why. Now here's the one I think we're gonna match on. Position player, Mr. Alex P. Keaton, Mr. Alex Bregman. Yes, yes, Alexander Bregman for the Alexander win. Bregman. All right. The Rose. Oh, like you might. This, oh, my. See, okay. 
<laughs> okay, I have Ronel Blanco. Oh, I have JP Prince. Okay, see that. So what you did is you gave the best performance, like you should, to Framber. And JP France and Ronel Blanco both deserve the uh, rose. But JP France outperformed them. Perfect way to give your stuff out. But to me, I knew you'd give it to uh, Framber. And I thought I was really, really, really impressed by how good JP France did, was getting no run support. And in the back of my mind, I wanted Ronel Blanco to get something. Comes up first start in the major leagues. We get the win, start the series off with the win. That's what I, that's why I knew we were only going to match one. It was going to be Alex Brick. See, I thought we were going to miss the Rose, but then hit on the, the player of the series because I know how you have tended to give me the business. I when coach I don't Rose, do it right. the pitcher of the series, but he went seven. <laughs> he went seven, gave up one run. And I was sitting there going, he's going to say I coach Rose did. He's going to tell me I do it. So I was like, nope, okay, I'll give him the Coach Rose because clearly he pitched his tail off. <laughs> yeah. No question. I, I totally agree he deserved hardware, and that's why I went the way I went. Because, and I thought, all right, maybe maybe, maybe you do go Rennell. Maybe maybe you pull some hitter or something stat. I don't know. I, I kind of timed I mean, it. Oh, I, I, I wanted these guys, I mean, just, I, I like, I know in my head that Framber had the best game. But JP France had an amazing game, and he's JP France. I don't. Okay. I mean, I don't know. It's just awful. you're not gonna get. Hey, look, I'm not gonna give you the business like Rob gave me and be like, what? The Why? Mo- well, the no, most reason is I wanted Blanc- I wanted Ronell to get something, and if I gave him the rose, the JP France wouldn't get anything. So I was torn. I was torn between Ronell because he got the win yeah. and France because he didn't. Yeah. But. The fact that he had a ton of run support, I was kind of like, well, all right, I won't give it to him. That's why I gave it to France. That and he went seven. So I was trying to think those things through. I thought maybe you'd go, Rennell, which you did. I didn't think you'd give the the picture of the series to uh, JP. JP, yeah, yeah, not at all. All right, now it is time for Survivor, which I totally (laughs) suck at. All right, last timeout I picked Cleveland over Minnesota they lost seven to six I'm now eight and seven Tom was sitting at 11 and three on his high horse picked Boston over Cincinnati they demolished him eight to two he is now 12 and three I I do have time to catch him I'm only four games back I need to start winning we talked about it earlier today it's going get, to start getting rougher because we're going to run out of teams. This one, Monday, there was a lot of teams off. So this one's kind of rough. But I'm going to give you my pick. Are you ready for your pick? Or are you still looking? You look like you're I'm looking. I'm not. I'm, I'm looking. Because, like, I thought I had my pick. And then I found out I picked them. So now I got to turn around and pick somebody else. All right. So I will give you my pick first. I don't have any notes or reasoning behind picking who I did. But uh, they're playing pretty good lately. And the team they're playing is poor. I am going with the Miami Marlins over the Royals. I wanted to go there. And then I realized I picked them. I was thinking that exact same thing. You pick Miami? I can't pick them. I've already picked them. I didn't so, know that. 
So based on this list I have here, <laughs> I am going with the Philadelphia Phillies to beat the Detroit Tigers. Aaron Nola. I always love I always love a pitcher at home. A good pitcher at home. I think I've already picked Philly. I don't I don't want to go back and look, but I have my list and I look at it when I'm gonna go pick. All right, so the Astros go three and four, three and one on the series. They are 35 and 24, which is a great record. Three and a half games behind Texas, who continues to win, continues to score runs, but that's fine. Thomas thinks they are going to peter out sometime soon in the year. I think that's what you're saying today. I don't know. May not have used the word peter, but anyway, <laughs> I'm happy with the way things go, and the sky's not falling. Great series. We'll talk about who they have coming up right after Tom's final thoughts. Ladies and gentlemen, the Astros are playing good baseball. I know today sucked. But they are 7-3 and three over the last 10 I think they've won 20 or they won 15 out of the last 20. I'm sorry. Those, those are, those are numbers you are absolutely going to love. I, I know, I know today doesn't feel that way, but when you take accountability, you look back a little bit, they've just been playing really good baseball and the schedule is getting a little tougher. There's going to be a couple good teams in there, but the one thing I want to definitely point out is that this is without Lance McCullers Jr. This is without, Jose Arquiti, this is without Luis Garcia. This is without uh, Jose Altuve for a big chunk of time. This is without Michael Brantley for a big chunk of time. So they're doing it with a bunch of guys you don't necessarily, you definitely didn't expect to say their names in the beginning of the season. Corey Jokes was not a name you were going to say. He was, no. he was he was left unprotected in the <clears throat> Rule 5 draft. Any team could have had him and wouldn't have to pay anything for him. Um, you talk about J.P. France. I guarantee you before JP France started for the Strohs, unless you were in Sugarland, you did not know who this guy was. Brandon Belak, he's been up and down a little bit. Ronel Blanco, he had a good spring training. These are guys you were not expecting to be the dudes. You mm -hmm. just weren't. And then you look into the bullpen. The bullpen's been phenomenal, but some of the guys you were expecting to be good have not been good. Montero struggled mightily. Um, you know, it's it, that's that's one guy that you counted on, paid him big bucks to come back. You counted on him to be good. And all of those things considered, they are still, what do we say? 11 games over 500? You just you just got you just got to tip your cap. I mean, Dana's got this thing going right. Dusty's got this thing going right. I think that they're going to be players in, in the upcoming trade deadline. I think that Texas is going to come back to earth. You got a lot of guys that are hitting really well, that are playing really well, that are not typical guys like that. So once you see these guys start to regress back to the mean, that's when the Astros can take their opportunity to catch them because the Astros are clearly they've got guys that aren't hitting well either. You know, for for as hot as Bregman has been, he's still batting like 250 or something right now. Like that's not Bregman. He's he's closer to 300. Tuck, Tuck's leading the team in hits. It feels like Tuck hasn't had one of those big, huge games in weeks. So you start to take accountability, all that stuff, and you go, okay, okay, we're just fine. And I, and that's that's my final thought. We're just fine. I think the Astros are in a great spot. Yeah. I, I know Altuve didn't play the last couple of games, and Dubon's been perfect leading off. And uh, like you know, I mentioned before, 
Oh no, Altuve! You know, Altuve came back. We're all happy. We start winning. You can see the chemistry pick up. But when he went out, there was no like, oh no, there's no panic. It's like we got Dubon. I mean, it's like having Tom Brady and in, in, in a, an amazing backup quarterback. There's no, there's nothing to worry about. And Myers, Chaz, they've all been contributing. You talked about Jolks, how they didn't protect him for the Rule Five draft, and I thought. 1,000% this dude is gone and nobody wanted him and neither one of us predicted him to make the roster coming out of camp and the dude's just balling. The dude is amazing. Um, great job by Jolks and I think the team's good. There's a lot of guys that are better than we expected and like you said, we I think we said it earlier too, we lost Luis Garcia and uh, Jose Urquidy who we all have confidence in because we've been watching him pitch for a couple years. We're like, what? Brandon Belak? He's horrible. <laughs> JP France from Sugarland? Oh, man, we're in trouble. Luis Garcia's out for the year? Oh, no. We need a pitcher at the deadline. I don't feel that urgency anymore, even though I think they will, because these guys are pitching so well. I know we will get one, but these guys are easing my urgency. I don't know that we'll get one. I hope that we will. And I hope that we will because these guys are playing out of their shoes the same way I felt like the Rangers are kind of playing out of their shoes. Yeah. They've got guys like uh, Josh Jung, who's a rookie third baseman, who's hitting a ton of home runs and batting 294. And I just don't know if he can keep that up. Jonah Heim, you know, not not the not the 293, you know, slugger with seven home runs that I thought he was going to be as their catcher. Yeah. So I think they need to make moves, and I think they will. But – these guys have hold, held down the fort until we can get the team that I think that will contend for, you know, postseason success and a potential World Series. All right. Going into the Toronto series, which starts tomorrow. It's a four-game series. Toronto is a good team. I think they came into Minute Maid and took two out of three from us. And I'm not super confident. In like, definitely we're not sweeping them. Can we go two for two? That 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 would be nice to come out of there. You got Brandon Belak pitching Monday. You got Hunter Brown on Tuesday. Brand, uh, Ronel Blanco on Wednesday, and then Framber closing it out. So if one of these three guys can pick up a win, and then Framber can close the door, get us two out of two. I mean, two to two, two out of four, whatever. I'll be happy with that. We go back. I think we go to uh, Cleveland next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to play the Gardos, the Cleveland Guardians, and uh, pretty confident in that one. It should line up with uh, CJ and uh, who else? All right. Anyway, we are done. See you next time on Astros Baseball.